0: Now, you know, I I love Twitter. You get a bit of uh, news, you get a bit of an update here and there, and I like it. Do you have a Twitter account? Uh, I do indeed. I I, I I do uh, tweet... Um, only humour. That's it. Uh, that's my rule. Okay. Not funny. Don't do it. <laughs> All right. Dave Rennie didn't like it, so I've stopped for a while. Um so <laughs> <laughs> you, you couldn't even get a, a, a smirk out of him, Not like. even that. But, look, yesterday uh, our own show here puts out tweets and they sometimes quote us, Rowie, and this one was uh, one of your best quotes. Was it? Yeah. There would be 50 AFL players a week that would have some sort of meniscus problem in their knee. Come on, Nick. Well... Dr. Peter Larkins, who I would maybe just take his opinion over yours when it comes to this, <laughs> Uh has responded in a tennis fashion, straight back down the line, not playing in a Grand Slam on hard courts, five sets every second day there, ain't. And welcome to the show, Dr. Peter Larkins. How are you, mate?
1: Oh, nice to chat with you, Roy. I couldn't help myself. Sorry, mate. I uh, just saw that and I thought, <laughs> I've mean, got to put some context around it. Come on, mate. You, you used to miss a game if you had a blister, Roy. So come <laughs> on, don't <laughs> be too hard. He well, knows I've heard you. a number of he listeners
2: say every second week I get a sore throat <laughs> and I'm off air. But, uh, so tell us about Nick Kyrios. Clearly, he's got a, a bad problem here.
1: No, no, to be serious, Roy, I mean, obviously, uh, the meniscus tear, he'd been dealing with it for a few weeks, and that was giving him some soreness when he changed direction, but because he was playing and getting ready for the Open, and obviously putting hours every day on the court, twisting and turning, the, the split got a bit bigger, and then you get this, and it's like a blister, it's a fluid-filled sac called a meniscal cyst, and it, and it pushes on the side of the knee, and it's due to the fluid in the knee leaking through the cyst. So that's really where he turned the corner, and they... Uh, He put up some gruesome photos, didn't he, of trying to drain the cyst and try to get the fluid out of it to to try and take the pressure off. But the thing is, he's still got the meniscus tear in that, which is part of the padding or that cushioning inside the knee. And he obviously just can't play at his capacity. So I guess he's just made the right decision to, to get it sorted so it doesn't get worse over the course of the next two weeks.
0: And, Doc, there was some talk that it could be up to three months off, which really does knock around his calendar year.
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, the arthroscope surgery, that's a given and that'll deal, that'll get drained drain the cyst and, and decompress that. So the blister part's gone away, if you like, but the problem is that the, the, the tear in the meniscus will have to be resected. In other words, part of it removed. So you'll lose part of that cushioning in the knee. Now, look, a lot of people can bounce back four to five weeks after that. The lateral, which is the outside meniscus in the knee, sometimes it's a bit slower to get going and um, they can take, you know, certainly eight to 10 weeks before you twist and turn on them. So that's where the the three months a good result will be four to six weeks for him okay. to get back twisting okay. and turning so really depends on what the surgeon um, determines when he sees how much he has to take out
2: okay Raffer would have played hey paul seedsman um placed on the inactive list due to concussion recovery um that's just sad for the lad isn't it i mean how bad is it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah Row, look it's it's going back to a 2021 incident as the crows fans will know and um you know, we talk about concussion and we say people get better quickly and then some take a long time. Here we are, you know, talking you know, beyond the 12 months, still getting fatigue, getting migraine headaches. And it just mm. shows that there's so many different reactions. And, you know, we're just still learning as we go. I mean, you know, I've just come back and I think you and I, Row, and I talked, you know, I've been in Amsterdam not that long ago where the World yes. Concussion Meeting was held eventually. And, you know, and the findings to come out of that is it just it's different different results from different people, and you've just got to respect that some people get symptoms ongoing. Marcus Adams, again at, at Brisbane Lions, has been ruled out potentially for the whole season twenty three and now Paul with the news from the Crows. And so we'll have more cases. I think there's a more conservative approach in the medical world from a medical legal point of view, but also just the general health of the player. Mm. And that's what Paul's spoken about all through the year. Middle of last year, he talked about getting his health right before he returned to play, and he was optimistic he may have gotten back, but clearly um, it's still lingering on, which shows how much we've got to know about concussion and how we've just got to respect the brain.
2: Yeah, my word, Doc. Thanks, as always, for your time.
1: Look forward to your next tweet, uh, Rowe. Yeah,
2: good one. <laughs> so do one. We We stick together, don't we? Dr. Peter Larkin, specialist in sport and exercise, and he gets some liberty on um Nick Kyrgios and also Paul Siegman.